This is not a Trump rally. Because the President of the United States has been told by Joe Biden, this is the Trump years. Don't blame me for the anarchy in these cities. All right, I agree with you, Matt. in New York City and cities across the country. This is a democracy. Democracy. Well, I hope it does. And the fact of the matter is, New York City has threatened and is slashing their support and funding for law enforcement. They are trying to defund the police. The people, my people are so smart. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? My view is simply this. America was built by and for the white Christian people of this nation. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. will but there is a process it has nothing to do with it the certain occupant of the white house doesn't feel like moving and has to be fumigated out of there because the presidency is the presidency sure that there's a you know, peaceful we wanna, transfer of power. We want to have get rid of the ballots and you'll have a very trans we'll have a very peaceful there won't be a transfer frankly there'll be a continuation uh, the ballots are out of control you know it and you know who knows it better okay. than anybody else the democrats know it better than anybody else go ahead This is what I talk about having to restore the soul of America It's called decency It's called honor Organic poison, sickest in the South. Here we are again. We are here again, once more, to discuss what is really going on in the world. Well, what's going on in my world specifically is I have to be at work at 5 o'clock in the morning, which is great. You know, nothing I love more than being at my job 30 minutes away from where I live. At 5 o'clock in the morning. Nonetheless, here we are. Gotta get it done, huh? Gotta get it done? Yes. Uh, so, before I get into any of our really crazy topics, you know, we've got this wonderful debate that transpired the other day. 
uh, you know, and the, the two, I, I honestly, I was like, I gotta get, I can't wait for the fight tonight, <laughs> it's almost like watching a fight, it, and honestly, it was nothing, nothing more than a, like, limp dick pissing match, <laughs> excuse my language, but that is exactly what it was, uh, before we get into that, though, I, okay, so, I watched this movie, or this documentary that came out called The Social Dilemma. Now, a lot of people have been talking about it, and I finally watched it. Well, I'm not about to go into a deep dive on here about it. Uh, you know, just because. I mean, I will, but not on here necessarily by myself. And I probably would want to watch it again before I tried to have any kind of serious conversation about it. But I think that the vast majority of uh, opinions about it probably are all the same. Nobody's really that excited about anything that you see in that show. And it's all kind of like things that we've heard before and things that we've read about, you know, social media, you know. But it was almost like the perfect co like compilation of all the all of that information in one. Uh, it, it definitely will make you seriously just be like, why do I even have my social media? I really should just get rid of it. And I honestly have the, sa the same excuse right now that I've always had. And that is to promote my music and to promote my podcast and to promote whatever it is that I'm branding, <laughs> if you will. But, and I use branding lightly. You know, I'm just always doing something or saying something or whatever. Nonetheless, I mean, I don't know why. We have it. Anyway, I digress. Uh, but, you know, the, one of the things they talk about in this, and they also, uh, I think they briefly touch on it in um, the documentary, the, the Big Hack, I believe it was, on Netflix. But it's about, you know, I had this moment. I was on Google, or I logged into Google on the computer, and uh, on the laptop here. And one of the first things that it had when I got there was uh, ad settings. It was like over to the side, like a little bubble. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll click this. You've got my curiosity because I'm also on my phone, which is not an iPhone. I have noticed, and this is everything's linked to my Google accounts, but I've noticed that every time I'm scrolling through, you know, Facebook or something like that, I will see a, okay, I've been looking into getting a Patreon. Uh, and before that, when I was looking for music equipment before I got mine, or recording equipment that I'm still currently not using, um, like, it would pop up ads, like, exclusively for that kind of stuff. Now, in my head, even when it was doing the music stuff, I was like, well, this kind of makes sense because at least it, it's sending me stuff that I, I kind of want, like, that I'm interested in. That's kind of, I mean, in the perfect world there's nothing really wrong with that in my opinion but it's just been more in the back of my mind than anything else despite listening to people talk about these different you know darker situations and watching these documentaries and listening to the you know podcasts and stuff that I listen to and then discuss these things and well today okay I get to the ad settings I don't care. I digress. When I clicked it, it said 
add personalization is on. And I was like, okay, and I read up and it said, and I'm reading what it says right now. I've, for, just so you know, I've turned everything off that I'm about to explain. It says, you turned ad personalization off. You can turn it back on to make your ads more useful to you. And, you know, okay, that kind of makes sense. Well, it also had the option to where it says, also use your activity and information from Google services to personalize ads on websites and apps that partner with Google to show ads. This stores data from websites and apps that partner with Google in your Google account. I know that was a mouthful, and I know I'm terrible at reading, but this is this is all like repackaged. Now I closed it out, and I'm not I'm not I didn't close it out, but I, when I turned it off, it, I got it got rid of all these options for things that I could actually like specify. Okay, look, I'm going to turn it back on. I wish I could actually show you guys what was going on, but if you have a Google account, you can do this same thing. I turned it back on, and right here it says, ads are based on personal info you've added to your Google account, data from advertisers that partner with Google, and Google's estimation of your interest. Choose any factor to learn more or update your preferences. Learn how to control the ads you see, blah, blah, and it has... I'm talking about the categories that it has on here are so specific. Like, so, and it's got so many different categories. Now, mind you, obviously, I set up for, I set up for, uh, you know, my Google account. It has, you know, basic information and what have you. But a lot of these things where it has where you can select and change and alter your interest. But the categories are like, it has things like, okay, Mississippi is already on here, fine. But it has parental status, politics, product reviews and price comparisons, photographic and digital arts, online, mobile phones, home ownership, events and listings, comics and animations, camera and photo equipment, celebrities and entertainment. Like, all of this kind of stuff that you can change and you can alter. Now, if I was just diehard, household income, lower to middle class. And it's just, I'm turning it off. I'm not turning it off because I'm scared that they're coming to get me. I'm just turning it off because I want to see the difference that it makes with me having it off. I want to see if... It changed if it has changed other things, and I also want to see how much of it has picked up without just utilizing things that I've filled out. Like this is this this is the type of stuff where it, in the way that it's packaged on here, all of a sudden that I've never seen it before. It's never I didn't even know it was on, but. All of this stuff is the same stuff that we've been hearing, but it's packaged so much different. Like it's packaged like it, like in a perfect world, this type of, this type of 
data mining would be, you know, oh, this is kind of cool. It, but it's like it adds to the whole fact of the way something will just beat you in the head with information until you are forced to absorb it. Nonetheless, I just I really wanted to share that with y'all. That that was something that happened to me just candidly that I didn't even plan on speaking about on the podcast. But you know, I mean, ultimately, what it really does is it makes me want to. It makes me want to make a burner Facebook account and start using and start a a Facebook page and make like an organic poison Facebook page and just make that burner account the admin and just deactivate my Facebook. And, but before I do that, obviously I would encourage you guys. And everyone else to go and follow that or like that page. I, the thing that sucks about the pages is I've been so disconnected from Facebook up until five months ago or so, however long. And then even longer than that, I've been disconnected from Facebook pages. So I'm not really even sure. I gotta go and like set it up. Like I'm not really sure how complicated that is. Nonetheless, it might not be that complicated at all. I just only have so much time. This whole month, we're about to be just going in about politics. I know that you guys, some of you guys probably don't care that much, but just know it's for the month. It's the countdown to the election. It's something that every one of us have been talking about outside of this podcast. And if you guys have learned anything about me, I really don't know anything about anything. So I'm just going to be trying to figure this all out as well. Like, I mean... uh, I'm hoping for the best. I don't really know who I want to win. I don't know who I expect to win. I know that I really don't like Donald Trump. But I also know that Joe Biden is horrible as well. I mean, for many, many reasons, which throughout the month I'm quite sure we're going to get into a few of those. I've got a few uh, guests set up for that, for this month. And that's going to be nice because you guys, I'm quite sure, judging by the numbers... That people are more inclined to listen to one of the episodes that has a guest than the ones that don't. Which is fine, I understand. Nonetheless, you're listening. You've been listening for a good ten minutes now or something like that, so thank you. Uh, and then next month, next month is going to be... I have I have something... I don't know that I will be. we will be as hands-on or how much. It just depends on how much content comes through about it. But we're going to be doing... A, uh, a series throughout the month, more or less, called um, The Academy. And uh, I think that that will be something that will be a... Uh, it'll be a very informative podcast. But I can't really talk about too much more about it right now. But I will, close as time gets closer, uh, we'll definitely talk about it. Well, the other day there was the debate. Monday. They had the great debate between the two... Uh, who will be the leader of the free world. And by the free world, I mean 49 states and Mississippi. (laughs) Whatever this is that we're living in. Uh, But no, um, there there was a couple of interesting things that transpired during the debate. Um, I'm sure a few of you guys, or maybe all of you, watch them. Um,
hopefully you guys watched them or saw your highlights or whatever it may be. Merely because of the fact that I'm not about to talk about the whole thing. I don't have notes on it or anything like that. Uh, but I do know that I went into that expecting for Donald Trump to just tear Joe Biden apart. And I say that not in a way that I was just really hoping he did. I didn't just want him to crucify Joe Biden. But I'm big on calling a spade a spade. And Donald Trump is a pretty self-absorbed, boastful, braggadocious fellow. And if we're being completely honest... If they could have just, if he could have just, like, if things had, if they, okay, if they would have had this debate in January, there is really nothing that they could have said to him other than he perpetuates anger in people. I mean, I mean, I'm saying, like, in a presidential debate. I mean, you and me could sit here and say, come up with all kinds of things we could say that we that about him that makes him a, a dirtbag. But in a, president, a presidential debate, I mean, clearly there's a bunch of people who support Donald Trump. And clearly there's a bunch of people who are, you know, supporting anybody but Donald Trump. So it's like, you can't deny the fact that clearly he's making some people happy. Whether we, whether you or I have any kind of opinions about those types of people, but I don't even want to say that because I'm trying to get out of the whole generalization thing because I think that's starting to hurt our country. But that's a whole different conversation. Uh, it's probably it's obviously been hurting our our country, but we don't need it right now. This is not something. This is not a time for general generalizations. It's causing more division than we need. Anyway, uh, Joe Biden told Donald Trump to shut up during this. Uh, during this debate, um, it really didn't take very long, like into the debate before it started going getting haywire, and you got exactly what you expected. Uh, Donald Trump was interrupting, and I mean Joe Biden. Joe Biden was avoiding questions, like, uh, like at least try to give an answer. It was, it was trash. I mean, it was a dumpster fire at best. Um. I mean, they it had its moments. There was a part where Donald Trump, uh, they people you've probably seen where people have said that Donald Trump uh, refuses to let's see condemn white supremacists, and like it was some big deal. And then they they mentioned the Proud Boys. If you're not familiar with the Proud Boys. You can do your own research. I'm, you know, I, I, I would, I really have been trying to tell people not to talk about them, but since we're on the podcast and I'm not trying to pull any, hold anything back from you guys, I just, they weren't that big of a deal before the other day. I mean, they are in certain places in the country, but the other day when people started posting about them and there was a million and one articles about them, I guarantee you that they're going to be something that we have to talk about for the next God knows how long. There's a bunch of chodes, really, but so and Donald Trump, you know, I mean, if you watch the video, it'll you can take two different things from it because I I turn I honestly turned it off 
about five minutes after he said this because it was just like oh my god dude like you because neither one of them put up a good fight i mean joe biden hit him with the uh hit him with the violence of any kind is not any good uh, he ignored the fact that like allegedly the people who are supporting him are out there de destroying the fucking streets oops sorry i'm also trying not to cuss but it's a thing i'm working on i'm working on trying to do some more professional stuff especially once i uh get this thing hooked up i got i want um, man i'm telling you if i had fire internet at my house i would literally be doing an interview every night nonetheless sorry i digress uh, so yeah i mean you should just go back and watch it but i do want to say that it is not something it's not something that you would just be just blown away by you would be blown away by how like utterly childish it was and it doesn't make sense like it's like there's people you know who are trying to get answers there's people who won't like it they it's almost like they didn't take it seriously for an hour and a half they just sat there and tried to you know joe biden tried to pander and every time joe biden tried to pander donald trump would just shut him down and talk like all kinds of stuff he donald trump brought up this man's dead son who was in like I think he I think he died in a car wreck maybe. I'm not sure how he died, but he he brought up his dead son and his his living son. He brought up the fact that he was a drug addict. It was just so like, oh my god, dude. And I mean me personally, I'm not the kind of person who thinks oh who is like, oh, well, you're not qualified to be president because you have a, a dead son and a, one that likes to snort blow off of strippers assholes. But I, I mean, it does make you wonder. It's like, man, that sucks, you know. And then, you know, apparently there's this situation where uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, the one that is still alive that used to like drugs or do drugs, um, he accepted $3.1 million or something of that nature, somewhere in that uh, realm, from a like billionaire or like a, a mayor's wife i'm not exactly sure who the woman was but nonetheless he apparently got this money from them and it's all you know there's 17 different articles telling you 17 different things but nonetheless all signs point to it actually happening for what reason is you know it's i guess it's up to interpretation just like everything else in the political sphere uh but he seems to have some pretty shady dealings, but you, we just can't get to the to the bottom of it. I mean, everybody says something different. Nonetheless, it's like, okay, Joe, well, I thought that, you know, <laughs> I thought that we were trying to get, try to figure out Trump and his family was uh, doing stuff in Russia. I don't know. I don't know. Something, you know. They say Joe Biden has something in cahoots with Ukraine too, but that could have just been something that they just made up because they the media has clearly made up more things than we could possibly imagine. I mean, they're saying now that the FBI made up this whole uh, Russian collusion thing with Donald Trump. 
And that's crazy. They're trying to say that they're gonna in, they're gonna indict uh, almost like everyone um, in point, appointed by Obama. And they might indict him too, which you know that, that I mean, guilty or not, if Hillary Clinton is not in prison, then uh, or if Hillary Clinton has not had to deal any retribution for the things she's done, I'm quite sure that Obama is not going to be uh, getting locked up anytime soon or face any charges. But, you know, if presidents could get arrested. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, I wouldn't say that there was a clear winner. You know, uh, the the guy who, not the commentator, the moderator, he was, he was alright, I guess. He was doing uh, some extra stuff, apparently, that people weren't very happy about. But it's it's it, it's honestly not worth watching. But you could probably find like a three minute or a five minute uh, like highlight reel worth to watch if you you're that interested in it. Apparently, they're gonna have two more, so that should be interesting. Uh, they are going to give us more money. Apparently, it has been there has. They have come very close to making a decision again on uh, a new stimulus package. The requested amount is $2.2 trillion, which is a lot of money. And I'm just going to be honest. From what I've read, and I could miss, I could be missing something. I'm not a genius on any of this stuff, like I said. Uh, I'm just, you know, just trying to lay some ground game for the rest of this month, guys, because... It's, it's going to get wonky, and I want to talk about it with you guys as we watch it unfold. So I do also want to make it very clear that I'm not a professional, and I'm just trying to uh, share some of the stuff that I have been interested in while all this is going on. And whenever I have my guest on, I'll probably do the same, and so will they. And it's all related to what's going on right now, but, you know. I hope hope it shines some light on some interesting things. No, I digress. Nonetheless, uh, adults are going to be getting twelve hundred dollar checks again. Apparently, now I want to tell you why that's awesome, and I also want to tell you why it sucks. It's awesome because, well, we're going to get twelve hundred dollars a piece. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Bad news is. You might have heard some rumblings, and I might have talked about it on here about the dollar crashing, but the dollar, there's plenty of ways that that can happen, to my understanding. But one of the ways that can speed up the process, almost like uh, putting fuel to a fire or gas to a flame, is to continue to print money. So let's just say that they sent out these checks if every single person who got one went and cashed in their check i feel like the banks would be in trouble like what if we all went and cashed it like physically got the cash out that would be crazy totally off top well not totally off topic but nonetheless the more money that's in rotation the less value the money actually has and Within this one year, we will have, I believe it's nine close to $9 trillion. I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I think that the national debt 
in like 2004 or 2002 was like seven trillion dollars in one year i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure uh in one year we have already accumulated nine trillion dollars not specifically in debt i don't know if that's how that works but still whatever the deficit was before we it had taken us maybe like 15 years or 20 20 years maybe to create nine trillion dollars let's see uh historic historic uh mm. yeah so anyway that's insanity also i want you to take into consideration you know Take into consideration that we, as a country, have had access to this much money. And I want you to look at, like, when you go to the other side of the tracks, or when you go out into rural America, or when you go to Flint, Michigan. Where, where was all of this fucking money when people needed it? People are like living in poverty. Have you, have you, I want you to pause this podcast or while you're listening listening to it, go to YouTube and type in Skid Row. Skid Row, September 2020. I want you to see, look, any videos in Los Angeles. It is, it is almost, okay, I'm not saying that the homeless people are zombies, but there is, it is zombie land out there. It's like miles and miles and square blocks and square blocks of tent cities. Like people living in tents. Homeless people. Like it, lo- it looks like the makings of like a third world country. Mind you, one of the reasons that it is so compiled at the moment is because of COVID. And because California is like on some crazy well i mean one half of it has been on fire for the past month and the other half of it is shut down like like it's the apocalypse it's crazy i'm just saying it's something to look at all all that stuff that i just talked about and just named where was not the nine trillion dollars from why couldn't we use that to help any of these people over any of this period of time. I mean, it's not like poverty just came out of nowhere four years ago. I'm saying, like, and I'm not saying that... I don't think that Trump and his counterparts are the ones wanting to give out more money. Mind you, there's obvious... It, and the two, tr- the two trillion that they're trying to get out right now, and the, the nine million in total, is not all money that has just gone to citizens. I'm sure you guys have enough common sense or enough understanding to know that there's a billion other things that they're giving this shit to, whether it be like big rich people or whether it be actual good purposes. The money is going to plenty of other things than just to the people, because if just the people were getting $9 trillion, we would... I can't do the math on that, but I feel like we would all be getting at least a million dollars. <laughs> so they're definitely not giving us that much money, which would be hilarious, by the way. Uh, 
but yeah, so, it just makes you wonder, why couldn't, oh, why could, I mean, why couldn't they have taken a trillion dollars out to do something, to do any of that stuff? I don't even think that it would take a hundred billion dollars, I don't think it would take two billion dollars to do something with, for, with and or for all of the homeless people in uh, Los Angeles. I don't think it I don't think it would take 10 billion dollars to change I don't I mean it, I feel like you could build up an entire like like demographic of people for like one singular trillion dollars. You know, I've talked on here before about reparations, but it's like say if you what if you just in the form of reparations you took these sides of towns like especially in like the South, like you took these sides of towns that have just historically been run down, and they don't ever get any kind of assistance or anything like that, unless it, you know, unless it's an absolute, unless somebody makes you, you get the city gets sued or something because of something. Why couldn't you take that money and disperse it and build up these sides of towns? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not saying you necessarily just have to give everybody who lives on that side of town money, but I mean, for, if you've got a trillion dollars that you just can pull out of your ass, then maybe you could give them some money too after you build up their side of town. That sounds that doesn't sound too painful to me. Nonetheless, I mean, either side of town. I'm just saying. I mean, if you can't just you know do a mass update on the entire country, but you know. The school system, the school system where any of these children, the public school system, where they go, you, you just, what do you think one trillion dollars would have done? I'm two. I'm pretty sure that two point two. I don't, I don't know how much the the military budget is per year, but I don't even, I don't think, I don't think it's nine trillion dollars. <laughs> that is, nine trillion dollars is a lot of money. Nonetheless, we might be getting more checks. I digress. I just wanted to share that with y'all. There's a lot more to it. Uh, you should look it up. Read it yourself because I don't know anything. Um, there was another story I want to tell you guys about. There is. I was just listen, I listened to this podcast by uh, Aaron Schultz and uh, Charlamagne the God called The Brilliant Idiots Podcast. It's funny. It's kind of stupid, but it's funny. Uh, they talk about kind of pretty relevant stuff. Um they're goofy though. They they're they're. I'm sure you got. I'm sure you guys have at least heard of uh, Charlemagne before. But if not, then you should know who both of them are because they make a pretty funny show. Anyway, um, the guy there's a CEO of the company where, in which they make their podcast or their podcast the umbrella of the podcast company that their podcast is under. Podcast network rather. Loudspeakers network. His name is Chris Morrow. Uh, he's co-founder and CEO of Loudspeakers Podcast Network, home to such award-winning podcasts as The Read, The Brilliant Idiots, Combat Jack Show, uh, rest in peace, Combat Jack, uh, Angela Yee's Lip Service. The company currently produces 13 shows and averages over 4 million listens per month. He's also the author of six New York Times bestsellers, including Black Privilege, Black, Black Privilege with Charlemagne the God, Success Through Stillness with Russell Simmons, and Manology with Rev Run and Tyrese Gibson. Now, that's only so reverent, uh, relevant. Uh, 
but I just wanted to share that this guy was, a, you know, credible to some some degree. He's a, you know, uh, staunch staunch Democrat. No, but uh, nonetheless, that's not what I was trying to point out necessarily. Well, he got the an offer. I just heard on this podcast earlier that I was listening to the reason why I brought him up. He was on there, and he, uh, he was talking for a minute. And I don't remember exactly how it came up, but, uh, he, you know, of course, they were talking about Trump and the debate. But they he spoke on how he got an offer, or he went to go work and ghostwrite a book for, I don't know if it's Melania or if it was for Trump. But I believe it was, he said it was for Trump. And... He said what that what he was going to be going to do would usually be would cost in that range of a hundred thousand dollars or more. He said, but just putting out a number. Said they lowballed him and offered him fifty thousand dollars, and he had just had a kid, so and you know he kind of felt bad about it, but he was like, all right, I'll take it, whatever. They offered him fifty thousand dollars and said that he, he would get so much other so many other opportunities off of just working with the Trump brand. Well. I guess apparently somewhere along the lines he expressed how he does, didn't like them. And Melania pulled him in there and said, We're not gonna be able to uh we're not gonna be able to work with you. You know, I understand you don't like my family or something like that and he just kinda shrugged his shoulders and blah blah blah. Well he only got paid he only got paid half of what he was supposed to get paid, which was only twenty five thousand dollars. Well, apparently they took all that he had, you know, started on about this book, and they went to somebody else and paid them five grand to finish it. So they got a whole, you know, whole book written and revised more or less for roughly thirty grand, which apparently should have cost them closer to a hundred grand. So, but he was basically saying that he's. He was explaining that that's their their whole formula, that's their business plan, because that's also what Trump has done. That's also what Trump has done with his campaign and with his uh with people who work under him. You can you know come work and do whatever for Trump, but also you've noticed how they fire everyone. They have everyone and then they get fired. Very, very interesting uh, that he pointed that out. And I think there's something more to that, though, too, because I never would have thought about that. And it's crazy that what he just said, which, I mean, you might can dig deeper and find little to no merit beyond his experience and his point of view. But I feel like, I mean, because I started putting the dots together and the little, the little bit of knowledge that I know about people working under Trump or his, you know, his team it's like uh that that, that kind of checks out and then you think about the fact that like look at how many people that are like in his family or extended family that works under him or works for him or is in control of his assets or anything of that nature it's like all in the family i mean and in theory i guess you would like to have a close-knit enough family to be able to pull that off i mean anybody would probably want to be that way but in the same breath it makes it makes it seem like, hey, prices are down. Prices are down on uh, decent work. And by decent work, I mean the the bottom of the barrel 
but no, that's uh that's an interesting thing that I thought would be worth talking about. Probably be more interesting if I could find like some more some more dots to connect there, uh, other than just butchering his story. But if you guys ever decide you want to check that out, you can probably check that out. But like I said, there's nothing really on Google about it. He just said it on a podcast that came out today. And I don't think that Chris Morrow is like the uh, the guiding voice into uh, mainstream culture either. So um, maybe maybe a puppet master to some degree, but only in a very small realm. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and pass on the Antifa versus white supremacy conversation because. It wasn't actually supposed to be Antifa versus white supremacy, but I don't know. I'll save that conversation for when I have another guest on. For when I have a guest on, uh, celebrities telling people going to celebrities telling people to go and vote is probably the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm thinking to myself, it's like all these people who haven't they haven't said anything in the past like six months. They've just been like wear a mask. And, uh, equality. And, like, it's like, dog. You have, like, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. I mean, there's plenty of things that you could say about it, but it's just crazy to see. Because it's, like, all over my... Because I follow way too many people on Instagram. But it's, like, every time I go through something, it's, like, go vote. Go vote. Kylie Jenner showing her tits and being, like, please, go vote. But, I mean, it makes you wonder, maybe maybe it works, but, I don't know, it's like, people get, people have, you know, people say all that about the, uh, getting upset, saying that we're, we're all, we're all, you're all sheeps for wearing a mask, you're a sheep for sheeples, <laughs> whatever they call people, but, uh, and then I think about, like, and I don't know that this is, you know, the same side or a different side or whatever, but, it's funny when you see people say stuff like "go and vote." Like, so we're just gonna just go and vote. You have you have to vote. Do you have to vote? I mean, do people who are who can le- who are legally obligated, more or less, not legally obligated, I guess, but you are you are legally inclined to go and vote. Like, do you have to do that? I don't. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you have to vote. But some people want their voice to be heard. In some a situation like this, I mean, both of these guys suck. But I have so many people. I have so many people who would tell me that they're disappointed in me in the event that I was in the forerunning for being someone who would go vote. Like they're so disappointed that I don't that I would say not to vote. I'm not, I'm not trying to encourage anyone not to vote, necessarily. But I'm also not going to tell you to vote. Especially in an election like this. It's just, you know. There's crazy stuff going on all over the country. And it has been all year. I don't... I can't... I actually... I, I find myself somewhere between saying don't vote excuse me, between saying you should vote so, you know, bad things don't happen and 
being the guy who wants to just say your vote doesn't count. <laughs> it's like, that's obviously not true because if everyone lived under the, the you know, the authority of votes not counting, then nobody would vote. And if nobody voted, then those ten votes, the ten people who voted, eight of them voted for the same person. Well, if you would have voted, well, no, I guess that wouldn't work. If you would, if a nine more people, never mind, whatever. I'm just saying, do whatever you got to do. If you're going to vote, though, you should definitely be proactive about it. I just think it's dumb when celebrities do it. Because it's not going to change their lifestyle. If you somehow, if somehow like a small taxation, a sm you know, some kind of taxation takes a percentage of money away from you and you're living beyond comfortably and filthy rich right now, then I don't really think it, I don't think, I don't think that what you want is the most important thing to the, for the country. Call me shitty, but most of, most of these celebrities live in Los Angeles too. Think about that. How about you go out and fucking feed those people in the street, dickhead? There are people walking around... There are people walking around your city like zombies. Filling up the streets. And you said, you're telling us to go vote. Go to the bank, bro. Go build someone a house. You've got millions of dollars. You want us to go vote so you can keep your money safe? Somehow? More than likely? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe whoever they would want us to vote for would be would wouldn't be in their best interest. Maybe. I don't know, man. Do it for the kids, or don't. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out. I know that has nothing to do with politics, and I'm grateful to get my little piece off. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys play Assassin's Creed, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla is supposed to be, you know awesome it's the the next installment in the in the very exciting series Assassin's Creed I'd probably say it's one of my top favorite series of all times top five for sure favorite series of all time each game has like a different story but it all kind of is like tied into each other but not in such a way where you have to play one of the other games but uh, a good callback game would be uh, Black Flag. That was that's like that was like the change. The the series was good beforehand, but it like turned a new tide after uh, Black Flag. Pun intended for anyone who played it. Uh, Valhalla is supposed to be pretty dope. If you could, if you know anything about that terminology, Valhalla, it's like the Vikings' heaven, <laughs> or something like that. And uh, so the game is going to be, you know mainly some focused around vikings and the engine for assassin's creed is just kind of like free running just doing whatever you travel wherever you you know I, I i i think i've talked about i'm pretty sure i talked about it on this podcast a couple of months ago when i played through odyssey assassin's creed odyssey and that game was one of, that was an amazing game the story was great the gameplay was great the and, it almost bothered me because of the length of the game, which I don't even think I don't even think I got seventy percent of the actual all of the game done. But the I finished most of the main stories, or I finished the main stories, which there's a few of them. It's just a big game. There's a lot going on. 
you know, it's a little bit more, uh, I always say this is probably the worst thing to use as a, as a term, but it's a little bit more user-friendly than, say, a game like Skyrim, but your decisions do matter, you know, like, you, you it is an RPG, but it's not a, uh, it's not Fallout, and it's not Skyrim, it's just an interesting format, I mean, if you've never played it before, you should play it. Or you should play those games. You should buy Valhalla when it comes out. You don't have to, but uh, it's also going to be a great game for me to play outside of. Um, it's a game with some real action. I've been playing UFC and uh, Civilization Six, kind of switching back and forth, because you know if I'm just sitting there kind of killing time and listening to a podcast or listening to somebody, one of my friends' podcast. Uh, I'll play, I'll play UFC, but like if I'm, you know, in it to win it and trying to focus on something and feel like this real sense of accomplishment, I'll play, uh, Civilization VI. But, Assassin's Creed is going to be awesome. I have it pre-ordered and I have it mostly paid off, but by the time it gets here in November, I will have it paid off. So, uh, this past weekend I got pepper sprayed in the face. Yes, I got pepper sprayed in the face on Facebook Live, and it was wild. It was probably, I mean, I think it was probably the the stupidest thing that I've ever, like, inflicted on myself. And it probably was one of the highest levels of discomfort I've ha had, like, ever. Uh, unless, like, I have some kind of suppressed memory of, like, I don't know, being tortured or throwing a van or something but it was it was uh it was definitely uncomfortable but it wasn't quite as chaotic and you know bad as i thought it would be there was a couple of times where like i felt like i was like i guess i breathed in the fumes so it made me feel really like uncomfortable i couldn't imagine what it would be like to get sprayed with like high military grade you know or something like that like super duper death ray pepper spray uh but no, I definitely, it happened, uh, Jeffrey, you know, the guy from the previous episode, he was, uh, there for that, we did it that same day, actually, that we recorded the podcast, um, I mean, not, yeah, the same day we recorded the podcast, but the reason why I did that was because I'm raising money for my project, uh, I'm recording music, and I'm gonna do a documentary as well around it, and I need as much financial support as possible for that. I don't need thousands of dollars, but I do need a couple of hundred dollars, so, you know, podcasting and making music doesn't exactly pay the bills, my day job does, so I need podcasting and music and my conversations with y'all to pay for th this stuff, so, uh, yeah, but if, if, if you guys are interested in uh, helping the cause, I am, uh, I have a, my PayPal account is paypal.com or shane is on pot on uh paypal um and if you guys want to donate a dollar that would be great i actually one of the fun ways that i'm another way that i'm uh trying to raise some money is saturday i'm going to do a dollar per push-up so in other words I'm going to do as many push-ups as money I can raise. I had some people that showed some love on my birthday, so I'm going to go ahead and start out with 50 push-ups. Now, this is not in a row, but this will be all on one Facebook live stream. 
So, it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm nervous about it, but it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, but nonetheless, if you guys happen to want to get in on that action, let me know. Um, also, or you don't actually have to let me know. You can just send me a dollar or two dollars or $76 or a million dollars to my PayPal, which I don't think you can send that much over PayPal. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that this next week I'm actually going to record an episode this weekend that I think you guys will greatly appreciate, and I will probably put it out sometime between Monday and Wednesday of next week. So, hopefully, you guys are here to check it out. Don't forget, the only way that anyone finds out about this podcast, especially if I end up deactivating my Facebook and my I might deactivate my Instagram too. The only way that this podcast is going to go anywhere is if you guys tell some people. Y'all got to continue to tell people. The hey, the numbers are going up. Numbers are going up a little bit each and each time, getting a little a little bit better. I'm seeing where I'm having new listeners and stuff, and that's really exciting. Just want to get them, you know, get them to come in, tell them check out some old episodes. I got to get some numbers up. It's gonna be exciting. And uh, to everybody, who, I think I've said this already, but to everyone who ordered merch when we were doing the store, thank you so much. And obviously the other guys who have been supporting the podcast and supporting the music, even who weren't able to get merch or who were supporting beforehand. Seriously, thank you guys. I hate to harp on that. I'm not trying to harp on it so much. But, you know, I've been having this, this realization of being a human here lately. And, like, I'm getting kind of tired of the job that I work at. I love my job. It's a great job. But, like, I've been printing t-shirts for, like, a long time. And I'm kind of getting to the point now where I'm like, I want to do something different. I'm not saying that I'm about to quit my job tomorrow and become a full-time podcaster on my phone because I'm too inept to hook up my studio equipment. But, uh, I don't know. I just want to look. I think I'm going to start looking for something different after uh, Christmas. Nonetheless, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a great podcast. I've enjoyed myself. I've enjoyed getting to talk to you guys. Uh, we're going to get a little deeper in on uh, some of the conspiracy theories and some more about these two dilapidated creatures that are running for president uh, in the next episode. And, you know, I'm going to, I mean, w- with the guests, I'm definitely, we're going to get into a little bit more of a deep dive on the Antifa and the Proud Boys or, and the white supremacist. <laughs> we're going to get into a little bit more thoughts on, you know, a little bit more of the unrest and the things that are going. I do want to say that, uh, I do want to say that I appreciate you guys for listening and this has been another episode of Organic Poison Six in the South.